I'm gonna think of a way to upgrade this what need to go now segment because uh, I can think of a lot of motherfuckers and a lot of things that need to go. But this motherfucker in particular, man, like, so pretty sure everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is. Fucking Los Angeles Lakers basketball legend, like Mamba mentality. Like, he was one of the fiercest competitors to walk the face of the earth. And um, tragically, about four years ago, he died in a helicopter crash, killing him, his daughter, the pilot, and like six other people on board that helicopter. They was flying in poor conditions, blah, 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 blah. That's not why I bring that up. The uh, the what needs to go part of this whole shit is, is the race hustling at Kobe Bryant's expense. There are motherfuckers out there who do not miss an opportunity to throw dirt on a nigga over some real insignificant shit, over some race hustling ass shit. Now, who am I talking about in particular? You probably heard of this fucking fraudulent motherfucker, too. He's in that same bracket with Charlemagne the God and all these other motherfuckers who constantly talk about the black community, what the black community needs, black community. And we might we might even do a little hunt during this episode. I don't know. I need to figure out what these niggas done because they do a whole lot of talking and criticizing for some niggas who I don't see at the motherfucking soup kitchen, who I don't see actually doing anything to fix the motherfucking culture that the black community has. So it's this motherfucker, Umar Johnson, okay? And we're going to play a little excerpt where some motherfuckers was, was, they did the right thing in telling this nigga he was wrong. This nigga's wrong for saying this shit. He should not be fucking saying this shit. So we're going to uh, uh, cut over to this article right here. Let me pull it up on my end. Say, Vanessa Bryant accused of racism by not offering Kobe's $600 million estate to the black community. Now, my nigga, listen to this shit. So, first of all, let's figure out exactly what the fuck racism is, like from an objective standpoint. So, we're going to go ahead over to uh, wokeassdictionary.com. There we go. Dictionary. Matter of fact, we're just going to use Google Dictionary. So, let's type in uh, uh, racism. There we go. Boom. Pops right up for me. Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism by an individual, community, or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Now, let's read that again with the shit on screen. Prejudice. Discrimination or antagonism by an individual, community, or institution against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a a minority or marginalized. Now, when you look at this definition, this way, when you look at this definition here, what the fuck about not offering up a $600 million estate of a legend is racist? Oh, because you she's uh doing something with three particular white individuals and blah, blah. Shut up. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Niggas will take any opportunity to throw dirt on, on the name of a legend on anybody over some stupid shit. Some stupid shit. And I'm tired of it. I'm so fucking fed up. Especially with Umar Johnson. This nigga one of the biggest goddamn race hustlers out there, man. I don't see how this nigga even keeps ending up on shows like i would never if i brought this nigga on the show it would be to to smear and embarrass this nigga i would have so many dashes full of fucking just discrediting shit regarding this nigga he would never be able to recover he's a fucking problem that nigga is a fucking problem man he's despicable Talk about because she won't offer her husband's estate to the black community. What the fuck is the black community going to do with a $600 million estate? Burn it down the next time a motherfucker gets unjustly killed by the police or some shit like that? Just like they did in Minnesota? All niggas going to do is burn it to the ground and say it belongs to the white man anyways. So what's the point in the acquiescing and appealing to these motherfuckers? Whoever the black community is. That term is used interchangeably. When it's, when it's some left-wing-ass bullshit, racial hustling shit. But who exactly is the black community? The fuck? So let's go ahead and read and get to this little Twitter excerpt. Um, 
Vanessa Bryant, the, life of the, the wife of the Los Angeles Lakers legend Kobe, has been accused of favoring white people over black people by a prominent internet personality. Kobe, who was black, which is irrelevant, died in 2020 after a helicopter crash whilst attempting to fly in poor conditions, leading to the deaths of nine, including his daughter, Gianna. As a result, his wealth, including a $600 million USD estate, passed to his wife. Shortly after, she announced a scheme to help young people in their act a scheme. Okay, a scheme to help young people in their academic and athletic careers. She has she has come under fire by Dr. Umar Johnson. Now, we're going to look up his credentials. I'm going to definitely do that if I do nothing else. I'm going to look up his credentials and see if this nigga is a real doctor. Because right now, to me, he just seems like he a doctor of race hustling and bullshit. This nigga is just pro-black regardless of the circumstance. A black dude could break into somebody's house, murder their family, and steal $200 in cash. And as long as that $200 goes to the black community, he'll be fucking forever immortalized by Dr. Umar Johnson. That's how unproductively Afrocentric this nigga is. Like, there's no benefit to being that fucking pro-black when you can just throw all the other shit to the side, you know, in, in, in pursuit of that. Let me move this. Oh, wait, no. Hang on. I like to change my little camera angles and shit while I'm doing this. So uh, let me keep reading here. Vanessa inherited his wealth. Mm. Okay, so I guess Umar Johnson's a psychologist. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Said to the Joe Button podcast, is she using any of those money to do good to the black community? Absolutely not. Vanessa Bryant just started an initiative with three predominantly white colleges. Some kind of a sports initiative with Kobe's money in Kobe's name. It's like, okay, so these motherfuckers act like donating money to an HBC is like the only positive thing that can be done with money, period. Like if it's not going to an HBC or some ghetto or some shit like that, then it's essentially useless. So we're going to pull this clip up here. We got this clip of fucking Fumar, and we're going um, to listen to the shit he got to say. Kobe Bryant. Let me ask you a question. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant died. Vanessa inherited his wealth. Sure. And guess what? Is Vanessa Bryant using any of that black man's money to do any good in the black community? Let me ask you. Absolutely a fucking not. We don't Vanessa know. Bryant. Listen. I don't know. I'm telling you. How you Vanessa know? Let me ask you a question. Because she's a public Can figure. I ask you a question? And, and she just you did. don't know You that. didn't see that initiative. You don't know I that. do know. I do know what I'm telling you now. Let me ask you a question. Vanessa Bryant just started an initiative with three predominantly white colleges, some sort of a sports initiative with Kobe's money and Kobe's name didn't choose a single HBCU. Let me ask you a question. With a black man's money. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, he died from taking a COVID shot. Is his white widow using any of Marvelous Marvin Hagler's fortune to help black folks? You're being unfair. I'm being unfair how? No, let me tell you why. Expecting white women to use Stop. black money to help uh, black people? No. How is that Cause, unfair? Because the same way you naming these people, uh -huh. we can name mad black wives that got black money from their husbands that did shit to help black people. Well, this, Stop. It's my goal. No, Here's it's not. We own, and you know what the difference no, is? you're wrong. You know you're what the wrong. difference is? You're wrong. You're wrong. Fuck if that. I marry a white woman, when I die, my wealth goes to the very people who have robbed everything but from hold my on, community. Hold on. That's not true. But Man, ain't this guy fucking insufferable? Ain't he just fucking just almost impossible to listen to? First of all, he suffers from this complex to where it's like if you if you're the loudest nigga in the room, what you're saying must be right. Nigga, if 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 I talk over you, then I must be I must be right. I'm the loudest nigga in the room. I'm doing all the pointing, all the gesticulating. I'm the one that's saying the truth. Nah, nigga. First of all, bring it down a notch. Bring it down a notch, you know? You're talking about a dead legend and his wife whose name has not been in the media for any fucking thing until you said something. I don't even think she replied to your ass because you ain't worth a reply, nigga. Your ass, just like that nigga said, you being unfair. You are being unfair. There are plenty of black wives who inherited black money from their black husbands, widows, you know, and didn't do shit for the black community. How about, why aren't you not saying something to every alive athlete Who's not donating 10 to 15 percent of their salary to uh 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 motherfucking the black community, wherever that is, you know, where where is the black community? Is that shit in, that, in, in Georgia somewhere? The fuck is that like a small town on the on the on the on the border of Alabama or some shit? Where is the black community? And just because money don't go to a HBCU doesn't mean it doesn't benefit black people. Like black people can still attend that college. 
and, and, and receive all the benefits of that. Everything don't have to be HBCUs. Everything don't have to be black community. That's the problem with these overly Afrocentric motherfuckers. Like, everything is just, if it's not marquee headline black, then it's anti-black. That's the that's the flawed problem with this Afrocentric. Like, you can't just, like, be like, oh, I support black people, but at the same time, I just have my own tastes, my own preferences, my own endeavors, you know, my own life, which I don't owe to some random motherfucker running on podcasts hollering about why people is not pro-black. I'm not just not pro-black because you say I'm not pro-black. I'm not anti-black just because I'm not wildly pro-black, okay? So that's one thing this motherfucker's got to understand. Like, just because a nigga is not donating every living second, every waking moment of their being to the so-called black community, it doesn't mean a motherfucker's anti-black, okay? We need to put that shit to bed because all that shit is done is done to guilt trip you and is done to manipulate you into doing some shit you might not want to do. Like, 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 like Vanessa Bryant donating money to the black community is going to solve any problem. Like these motherfuckers always think throwing money at the issue solves the problem. That's another thing. It just feel like if you change some government policy or you give some type of reparations out, then the problem solves itself. Throwing money at a problem is, if you want to call it that, part of the solution. Part of it. Like, nigga, if you got a dilapidating house and you just throw money at it, like, you know, you might fix the interior, the exterior of the house. It might look beautiful, but this bitch might still need insulation. You know, it still might need the floor stain. You still might need to uh, reconfigure some of the, elect the electricity and the wiring in the house. Nigga, like, throwing money ain't always a solution to shit. But that's what race hustlers like Dr. Umar Johnson want. They don't want you to think past that. They want you to be instantly offended by the fact that something's happening for somebody white somewhere when it could be happening for somebody black. They want you to get in your feelings every time a motherfucker broaches the subject, every single time. Which is why my name, my man's got to tell him, hey, look, it's my go. It's my go. It's my turn to talk. Like, nigga, you up in here hollering and screaming and shit. Because Vanessa Bryant donated or did something with her, with her, with her. Now it's hers. It was Kobe's. Now it's hers. She inherited it. Once you inherit it, it's yours. Now, if she went, she just decided to, like, spend that whole $600 million at the wind or some shit like that. Or on some type of fucking, uh, you know. In a couple weekends time in Vegas or some shit, you blow six hundred. Well, yeah, that's despicable. But like, we don't even know. Like, you just know she's giving it to three college. Like, you're not giving a lot of details. Like, if it's going to the ed why does it only have to better black people? Like, if it's going to some colleges, that's for the betterment of everyone, everyone, which black people are a part of. Mr. Umar Johnson seems to forget that part. Why? He doesn't forget it. Actually, he he doesn't forget it. And why does he does it? Because his goal is not to really help black people his goal is to be seen talking the talk you know if he's seen talking that shit and he's seen saying that shit you know he's banking on the fact that you're just gonna instantly go to your feelings that you're not gonna take a rational moment to think this shit through with any kind of clarity you're just gonna get instantly in your feelings and boom agree with that narrative because that's what it is it's, it's like an impulse buy it's like when you when you walking through and the salesman gets you blah 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 he hitting you with some shit He's trying to get you to make a decision right then and right there. That's why something called buyer's remorse happens because you bought this shit because you bought into him, not so much you bought what the product is. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to buy into him and not buy into the fact that the, the way he's preaching his message misses the root of the problem and is a cosmetic temporary solution. Everything going, every, everything done by a white person is not bad. It's just not. It's just not. Like mathematically, it's just not. Or, or there would be no white people. White people would destroy themselves. We're the ones destroying ourselves. You feel me? We the ones burning down communities and shit. And uh, 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 over drug addicts and counterfeit money peddlers. Nigga, that's who we want to burn down our community over. But you want to talk about where Vanessa Bryan is spending her money? But you don't want to talk to the people who burn down their communities. You don't want to talk to the people who kill more of their own, kill their own at, at 
Fuck how often other race do it. I don't know how much other race do it, but it's happening too fucking frequent. 1% is too frequent. We the only race don't know how to work together. We the only race trying to step up on each other's backs, bro. And motherfuckers like him is not solving the problem, man. He's 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 putting fuel to that fire. So for him to come out and say anything to Vanessa Bryant is is absolutely abysmal, is disgraceful. This man need to stop. He, they need to take his. They don't need to take his platform. His platform just need to die. People need to stop listening to him. He's got the right to say whatever he wants. He's got the right to feel however he want to feel. People follow that message, fine. But your platform need to fizzle out because it's built on demagoguery. Like this shit. How you gonna come after his wife because of what she do with, with her husband's money? And she's not even doing nothing negative with it. It just didn't go directly to black people for the black people. Blah, 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 blah. That money was never owed to the black people. The fuck? This shit needs to go, man. Dr. Umar Johnson needs to go. He should have been gone yesterday. Fuck this guy, man. He ain't, he ain't, he's not worth the cloth he's sitting on. If you didn't already know that being a lefty was 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 a risky business, I mean, then I don't think I can help you. I don't think anybody can help you. Like, you're going to have to walk down that path on your own. Like, being a lefty is not – this is the worst time ever to be a lefty. And by lefty, I'm not talking about a liberal. I'm talking about a left-handed person. Like, if you left-handed – this is the worst time for you to be alive. Like you left-handed motherfuckers are psycho. And you make up more of the population. Some of you motherfuckers done learn to write with your right hand and shit. You done learn to function with your right hand. And you blending in among society like you really on the right. But real talk, you a lefty. Let me tell you lefty something. Let me, take, let me poorly take my glasses off. Let me tell you lefty something. I see you motherfuckers. And I'm not going to be fooled by your bullshit. Nigga, you could try to change all the policy. You could try to run all the important shit. But let me tell you something. Nigga. They call it the right for a reason. Nigga, right hand, righties, us righties, we the ones in the right. Nigga, it ain't no coincidence. This how we roll. We watching you. And when the day of reckoning comes, boy, showing your ass no love. Nigga, fuck is you saying, bro? Anywho, we got this headline here. Um, wait a minute. Let me do some shit under the hood here. Who is this? Oh, yeah, the Washington Examiner. I didn't say where that last article was from. That was from Marka, the one talking about Umar Johnson and uh, all that shit. That was from Marka. Uh, left-wing activists sue to change public policy where the candidates cannot win. And you see, we got a picture of some handguns here. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. You know, handguns and shit. We all like handguns, especially us Americans. We fuck with that. Left-wing activist organizations are at the forefront of sh shaping public policy through lawsuits in places where their aligned political candidates are unlikely to win. A new Alliance for Consumers report obtained by the Washington Examiner shows how groups such as the Anti-Gun, Every Town for Gun Safety, or climate change activist group Earth Rights International sue companies to advance their policy preferences to circumvent the legislative process. These organizations often represent local governments and public nuisance lawsuits, which are used to claim that the public is generally harmed by the existence of something, such as tobacco, in order to obtain favorable public policy outcomes and massive settlements. Public nuisance lawsuits have almost nothing to do with healthy consumers, but a lot to do with pursuing a left-wing agenda. Alliance for Consumers Executive Director O.H. Skinner told the Washington Examiner, There has been growing attention to the political donations that these lawsuits help drive toward left-wing candidates. More attention needs to be paid to the public interest groups and shadowy nonprofit funding networks like Arabella Advisors, who staff, finance, and promote these cases. That is what we have done with this report, and we think it illustrates clearly what these lawsuits are really about and why they are a threat. So, yeah, that's kind of like uh, uh, slap suits. Like, when a motherfucker just has you going up against somebody huge and wealthy enough that can, like, you know, essentially sue your ass into oblivion. They can, like, just continue. If you do something they don't like, they, they can afford to just 
harangue you with lawsuits and just just fucking completely inundate you with litigation to the point to where the court costs start to add up and the shit just becomes too expensive of an endeavor to even fuck with said person. Uh, I forget. It was this one guy. He was uh, in the cult. His name was Bob. Bob something. Bob Murray. I think that was his name. Bob Murray. He he was a uh, he did he used slap suits a lot. You know, when people uh, would would say things against him that he didn't like, you know, or say things about the coal industry or whatever, he would just sue you. He did it to John Oliver. That's where I figured out about Bob Murray when I used to watch John Oliver. But um, I think they highlight something important by the use of that tactic when they come out and say some shit is uh generally not good for the public or just generally you know like kind of how they're doing donald trump like how they're just saying oh donald trump is just a fucking he's a threat to democracy so we're going to silence him like what kind of shit is that how is that american at all we basically admit and defeat so we gonna change the competition we gonna eliminate this person from the fucking running you know, it's like what other you did, How is this American at all? Like you literally using the judici- judicial system to, for all intents and purposes, eliminate your political opponents. That's what the left does, though. <clears throat> That's how the left. They always are complaining about something and it's always from this perspective of like this is for the public and the public needs this is like this emotionally charged just rant or tirade just about how this is just a, a scourge to the people and you know people are being targeted not uh, disproportionately affects and such and such and you know racial and marginalized all those kind of words like Like, if you had to write a paper, (coughs) (coughs) I inhale some weed. (coughs) If you had to write a paper, and it was a list of, like, 20 words you had to use, like, like racial, (coughs) ethnic, disproportionate, discriminate, discriminated, or discrimination, Fucking, um, 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 shit like that. Words of that flavor. I'll probably think of some more as they come to my mind, you know. But right wing, democracy, threaten, you know, marginalize. If you had to use, like, all those words and you just had to write, like, a 500, you could, you could sound exactly like a leftist. Like, whether you believe what you write down or not, if you just have to write an essay, about anything and those words have to be used at least once they have to appear at least once in your essay like you could write a leftist article in your sleep you could and the reason that works is because they 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 use that kind of language to 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 convey this this seemingly egalitarian kind of socialist perspective and that shit sounds good on paper but when actually put in that when you when you actually put that shit in practice it doesn't work it doesn't work we've known this like this shit doesn't work any kind of society with its benefits gonna have some drawbacks socialist communists all that shit capitalists it's all got drawbacks but all these people you see complaining about this capitalist society that they live in won't leave won't leave like if this country was so bad why don't you fucking leave denounce your citizenship and go somewhere else why not only makes sense sit here and stay in this oppressive ass country that hates you and wants to marginalize you
Because when a war break out, a lot of you motherfuckers going to instantly become Canadian or Mexican all of a sudden. You ain't going to do shit when some motherfuckers jump out of planes with rifles and gun your ass down. You're going to be a fucking liability. <clears throat> Motherfucker might trip over you while fleeing actual danger because you're dead already because you're useless. You can't protect anything. You fucking lunatics. The report for which Alliance for Consumers sent to every Republican governor in America on Wednesday highlights several organizations involved with public nuisance claims that are aimed at altering or circumventing the policy decisions made by those elected to to decide them. Every Time for Gun Safety, a group founded by former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg to limit gun rights, has been active in trying to change public policy on guns, including by using its Victory Fund to start Demand a Seat initiative to get its trained activists to run for political office. This year, the group boasted that 17 of its candidates won elections in Virginia alone. The group launched launched every town law to focus on being the largest and most experienced team of litigators in the country dedicated to advancing gun safety in the courts and through the civil and criminal justice systems. Every town has been active in filing lawsuits against gun manufacturers for contributing to the violent crime epidemic, as it did when representing Kansas City, Missouri, in a public nuisance complaint in 2020 against the Nevada-based Jimenez Arms and other manufacturers and distributors. So you want to say that the gun factories are at fault because they're contributing to the crime epidemic? So essentially you're saying police officers are also guilty because they're contributing to violent crime. Like sometimes they have to (coughs) kill criminals. They have to use their guns to kill people, you know? So you're going to try to come after the gun manufacturers who also make guns for the so-called good guys, too? Contributing to the violence. That's like suing the clouds for contributing to hurricanes. That's like trying to sue the weather. Like, motherfucker, I'm going to sue, sue the clouds because the, the water that's evaporated is, is what creates that weather effect. It contributes to it. You know, the hot and the cold air moving and shit. It moves that water and creates a process which causes hundreds of millions of dollars in property damage every year, especially during hurricane season. So we're going to sue hurricanes. We're going to sue the clouds, you know, because they need to be having that shit somewhere else. That's stupid. It's dumb as fuck. Not only because you can't sue the clouds, but it's like, what about when you need rain? What about when you need plants to grow? Like, don't the clouds also serve a pretty vital and non-negotiable role in, in in the fabric of life like you can't not have clouds the fuck and yeah they might cause they might be there and facilitate hurricanes or severe weather but it's like when you have trees that grow <coughs> plants that grow which absorb our carbon dioxide and turn it into oxygen so we can breathe and live you know they need water and sun for photosynthesis you know they do it. They serve a good. So they serve a good purpose. But we gonna focus on the fact that they create hurricanes and tornadoes and shit. It's dumb. It's just dumb. It also represented the city of Chicago when it sued the Indiana gun store because its sale of firearms have created, exacerbated, and sustained a public nuisance that causes harm to the health, safety, and well-being of Chicago residents. Also, because more people are buying guns. Now, now there are reasons for the gun. Well, you guys sold the guns that more people bought, so you're you're responsible too. Okay, so you got to sue all the factories that make every individual part for the gun, like the company that makes the stamp. They're liable too. You know, you got to you got to also come after all the pawn shops because pawn shops have sold the guns that the gun shops created, and then all the people that bought guns from pawn shops need to be arrested too. Even the ones that haven't done anything with their guns besides go to the shooting range probably twice a week and safely use their gun without causing harm to the health, safety, and well-being of anybody outside of that environment. Stupid. This is the stupid-ass language. It's always something threatening to the public, public this, public that, the public's a threat. Like, it's always this narrative, man, every single fucking time. And when you hear that shit, you, you start to understand, like, like how come every time you hear a left winger talk, like you be be emotionally charged for a brief moment? Because that's the goal. They don't want you to think rationally. Why the fuck would they want that? 
you think rationally you would dissolve their argument like sugar in a cup of coffee. Like that shit won't stand won't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, this guy's done. Use your brain, basically, is what I'm saying. Like when these motherfuckers talk, don't just don't go with the first thing you feel. Like you have to chew. The bigger the idea, the longer you need to sit with that shit to, like, understand the nuances and deeper meanings behind that shit. You can't just go off the the first impulse that you get. Because that's how you end up just being at the mercy of, of, of that first reaction. Like, your first impression of things is usually bogus. You know, sometimes there might be some accuracy to it, but overall, as a as an indicator or, or a, a way to see inside a person for who they are or like judge their character on that is unreliable and it's, it's not fair even you know so that's the problem that's 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 the real achilles heel of leftism like it's under the guise of benefits they think what they're doing is benefiting people by making them feel good but knowing that that someday you're gonna have to pay the piper, like you're gonna have to pay the piper for that feel good. That shit, they they like to disacknowledge the amount of work that goes into any given thing to achieve any given result. Like it's all taken for granted, or it's it's it's, it's sidestep. <clears throat> so keep your eyes open. Man. I've said that many times before. Like, Leftism ain't the way to go. If I know nothing else, I know not to go. All right, so I had a segment in place for this one, but when I went back to watch it, it was all fucked up. It didn't. It didn't look good. And I'm not. I'm not no super edity nigga. Like I'm not gonna do no whole hours worth of editing shit. That's out. So. Uh, I decided to replace it with something that happened to me today, actually. Something relevant and something that I could probably rant about for 15 minutes. But, uh, I'm rolling blunt while I do this shit, too. And you can see I'm eating, so I got some mad contempt for whoever I'm about to talk about. And who am I about to talk about? These fucking phlebotomists at the goddamn plasma center. Now, like, granted, I don't really need to donate plasma. Like, nobody really needs to. Like, it's called donating for a reason. They're donor fees. Like, this is a fee that you, as a donator, you know, receive for being hooked up to a machine and having your blood platelets scraped for, like, an hour. You know? Or less. Depending on how much you got to... How much, uh, how much you weigh and all that shit. So, in about, uh, about well, let's say 15 months time, I've donated about, this would have been my 56th donation today. So, I do this shit pretty frequently. It's not just for the money for me. Like, I could pull up my shit if I wasn't using my phone for light, but it says I've helped like 104, 105 patients. And that feels good. Like, I I appreciate that about me. Like, you know, it's my way of, you know, it's like me going to the soup kitchen. Like, it's my way of giving back. You know, it's something It saves lives. It helps make medicine. I don't care about the fact that they give me a few bucks and they go turn around and sell it for thousands or whatever. When you say that shit to me, I just sound like, oh, so they're running a business. <laughs> so you mean to tell me the people who are paying me to sell my or 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 buying my plasma for me, are running a business with it. Go figure. Wow. That's that. I we can't stand for that. We can't stand for these people being capitalists. Fucking stupid. Anywho, so yeah, I say all that to set the frame. And say I donate plasma a lot. It's not just about the little money for me because it's really not enough money. When you're a new donor, it's good money. When you're a return donor, that shit's meh. So, I go in there, you got to take the vitals, they prick your finger, and they fucking take your blood pressure, and 
excuse me, lately my blood pressure's been like high every time. It's like everybody, the process that's supposed to be run relatively the same each time it's done can be done drastically different depending on who the fuck is sticking you and pricking you. Which I don't like, but it's whatever, you know. It's something I just chalked up to the to to the process. So and this day I even decided to take the liberty. I filled out the little questionnaire from from the crib so I ain't had to stand in the line and wait to do all that shit when I got there, you know. And the bitch I get, she moving all fast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I come sit down, scan your finger, she walk away. I'm like, what the fuck? So I scan my finger. Shit took what seemed to be a little long. I'm like, and she come back, made me scan my finger again. It's like, so now already I'm on your time. Like I'm, I'm supposed to like, you supposed to be at your position. You ain't get up to run in the bathroom or nothing like that. You up running around, like doing some miscellaneous shit. Like what you're doing is not relevant to the, to the, to the business goal, you know? So I'm just sitting here waiting on you now after I just waited in line. Nobody else had to wait on you. Just me. And, um, it's whatever. She goes, she's handling, moving real quick. Getting all the shit. Got the little the little prick thing. Boom. And it's like, she moving fast as hell. And I'm like, I am afraid of needles. Like, I do have a phobia of needles. But donating plasma has helped to, like, reduce that. It didn't eliminate that shit. It's just reduced. So now when I am faced with needles, I'm not a, a anxious, wound up, knee tapping fucking lunatic like i'm just kind of like here we go like i'm 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 psyched out by that shit but you know i I, it still does get to me sometimes especially when the bitch moving all that fast i'm like why you moving that fast then she's gonna tell me oh if the blood would have got on her it would have been a problem so i can't snatch my hand back it's like excuse me bitch you i'm telling you moving real fast okay uh take your uh show me your arms just talking over me and shit it's like, bitch, who the fuck pissed in your cornflakes? In a just society, like, you should you should apologize to me. Like, I'm not even going to, it's angry, the fury and the rage I feel from that, I'm going to discard. Like, I knew about this blood pressure shit. I'm relatively calm. I did a good stretch before I went in there. My body feel nice and loose. My mind is calm. I'm in pain. I got, like, tooth pain going on. But that shit's not a huge deal right now. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in a pretty... I'm in a pretty chill state, you know? I smoked a blunt. I'm Gucci. But it's like, what's your fucking problem? And now that I'm all upset, now I got to take my blood pressure. My shit's like 146 over 87, pulse 112. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to do the retake. Because... Your disposition, your demeanor, that shit has upset me. And whilst I can discard the upsetness, like, I'm not not as mad about it now. I think I might have been. I think the stretches really helped the breathing and shit, you know. I kind of prepped for that because this happens a lot. These motherfuckers be in there asking me, like, why do I always come so late? Why can't I come earlier? Who going to come donate on the weekend? You ain't got nothing else to do on a Saturday. Like, why the fuck do I want to hear that shit, bro? You think I want to be here? Like, you think this is like, oh, my God, I just can't wait to make sure you stay employed. Like, what the fuck? We're the donors. They got signs up in that bitch that say save lives. This how you treat lifesavers based on your marketing campaign? Like, what the fuck? Why do I want to sit in here and hear that shit? Why do I got to sit in here and hear all y'all intimate-ass conversations about y'all daily lives? About what niggas y'all talking to or what shows y'all watching or what restaurants y'all dying and dashing on. You know, I don't want to hear all that shit, but I understand and accept the fact that this is work for y'all too. So to some degree, that's just to be expected. Like you go and chat and communicate with your coworkers. I get that. Fine. But like you're talking about us right in front of us. Right the fuck in front of us, bro. Seriously. Like, what's up with that shit? Talking about why a nigga ain't got nothing better to do on the weekend? Bitch, of course I got something better to do on the weekend. The fuck is wrong with you? For some reason, I just want this little measly-ass $65 y'all offering. I got to come twice to get it. Nigga, I'm trying to do people a favor. I'm trying to do something good with my spare time. 
I don't got to come here. Then I can make that $65 selling dope 10 times over for that little twice a week bullshit y'all niggas peddling. The fuck? You ain't doing nobody no favors, nigga. That fucking attitude. Like, who the fuck want to sit there and hear that shit, bro? So I get up and leave or whatever. I walk out that bitch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not finna just leave and not say nothing about this shit. Because it's a lot of shit I done overlooked. It's a lot of shit I just done let slide. And this ain't finna be one of them. Like, I'm tired of letting shit slide, nigga. Like, what the fuck? I gotta keep letting shit slide, folks. Y'all not finna sit up in here and berate me in front of... Nigga, that's like going to a restaurant and fucking... <laughs> you get up and go to the bathroom and you hear everybody in the back of the house flaming your ass just talking about how ugly your wife is while your son look retarded. Nigga, you pulled up in a, in a 96 Volvo. Like, all kind of shit. Like, nigga, they just going in on your ass. And you're like, what the fuck? Hold on now, nigga. Like... If y'all want to say this shit about me in a manner where I can't hear it and I never know, fine. That shit happens every day. Everybody talks about somebody in a manner where the person being talked about is not there to defend themselves. Whatever. That's an undeniable facet of life. That shit just happens, bro. Nevertheless, it is not a good business practice or practice overall to berate your fucking uh, 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 customer within earshot of them like that's not a good idea generally like, i i just i just don't i come back in i tell them about the shit and the lady's just looking at me like i just escaped from fucking uh from michael myers mansion or some shit like she's just completely blown away completely flabbergasted at a loss for words she doesn't know what to say. And I'm keeping my voice down like my voice is shaking. I'm not even trying to be loud. I'm like, look, little chick right there, she, she being rude as hell, bro. Like, I, I, you know, she moving real fast. She pricked my hand and tried to, like, suggest it. it was, I was at fault somehow for blood that didn't splatter or, in fact, being here for this process, you know. Like, I, you know, like, she was real rude, and then she upset me, and that shit sent my blood pressure up. You know, and I said I didn't want to, but it's like now this is like mostly as a result, as a response to your unprofessionalism. I would like to take my 15 minutes, but she'd already canceled me out because I said I was done. Which, whatever, water under the bridge on that that part. I did say I was done, so I can't be mad at that. But that whole process was the most unprofessional shit I've experienced in like 50 something donations. And I was like, I'm not just going to not say nothing about it. Like, this is bullshit. I would hope some shit like this go viral. Like, it happened in Vegas, too. But it was never it was never that. Like, it was at least some kind of decorum to that shit. Like, these motherfuckers would be the last two people in the building. Like, you, you might be one of the last two or three people hooked up or something. Which, like, doesn't really justify it anymore. But it's like, man, these are the last couple motherfuckers. Like, you're going to hear a little bit of real talk. Like, we ain't even letting nobody in the building. Like... Soon as y'all get done, shit, it's just gonna be us in here, you know, like you gonna catch a little something. It wasn't even that. This is mid goddamn day. This is mid shit. Like I'm trying to be as understanding as I can. I've shrugged off a lot of shit. And this like, this has happened to me before. Like I've had somewhere between vitals and the donor floor. I get fucking like somebody does something tilting. And it's like just because I don't get up and punch the wall or or assault somebody doesn't mean a physiological response don't take place. Like, like getting angry ain't so much like being mad. Like, getting angry, like, I don't... Like, I could just be sitting here like this. But I'm angry as fuck. Like, I don't have to display aggression externally to, to physiologically experience anger and the symptoms associated with it. So, like, at this point, I'm just fucked, you know? And it's not like I'll never donate again, but it's just the time. It's the time. It's to get my fucking finger poked for what turns out to be nothing. Like, my goddamn ring finger looks like a dartboard, bro. It's like I've just been, like, trying to do acupuncture on my shit. Like, for real. It's the second, third time in a row I've been deferred for a day 
because of fucking blood pressure. Now, next time I go back, I'm going to probably have to fucking see medical if I'm not permanently barred, which is the main reason. Oh, I didn't even tell you this part. I called corporate on that bitch. Yeah, I did some snitch ass, whole ass shit. I don't care. That's what the process is there for. I called the number and I told him about that shit. I'm like, as the donor, like as the motherfucker in here pro providing the life-saving uh, uh, entity, I should not be subject to any kind of negative, pejorative, put-down-ass kind of language. Like, you need to do that shit out in the back where y'all smoke y'all cigarettes or whatever the fuck. That's back-of-house talk. You do not let your clients hear personal conversations about how you feel, especially regarding them. My sister's over there, fuck. Like, it's just, I just, I just, I don't understand, man. Like, motherfuckers' attitude is so bad. Niggas go to work just to celebrate the sensation of getting off work. They can't wait. They never want to work. Never. They don't ever, they don't see no purpose or meaning in what they're doing. It's just useless movements and just stick and, and gestures that all accumulate to nothing except I get a paycheck so I can buy more douce. Fucking crash my car and, and and do another cash app scam. Like I was watching this uh this little short about one of Kobe's teammates. And he said he's had the locker next to that nigga. And for two years, Kobe did not speak to this dude. You know, he just didn't talk to him. He was right next to each other, getting dressed for the game, right next to each other. He never spoke. He said one day he tried to talk to Kobe, just like just trying to just chop it up, small talk. He was like, Kobe said, you can't talk to me. Get your accolades up. You cannot talk to me. When you get your accolades up, then you can talk to me. It's like, motherfucker want to be mad at Kobe for that. It's like, no, man, nigga hated lazy motherfuckers, man. He hated motherfuckers with, with contagious ass negative attitudes. Nigga, if you ain't really about what the fuck you doing, then make the fuck way for somebody who is, punk. Why the fuck should anybody have to suffer due to your lack of ambition? Due to your failure to, to engage? The fuck? Nigga, why I got to suffer and waste my time because you having a bad day? Nigga, this, all, this shit ain't all about you. You working for the public, nigga. Fuck you going to have that kind of attitude. Like, nobody never taught y'all niggas shit. Shit irritating, bro. Too, too motherfucking irritating to even eat cookies. Chips Ahoy Chewies on their ass. Nigga, while I'm talking. So I'm gonna just close out with the contempt. These phlebotomists doing something like sticking needles in people all day. You need to find some, uh, you need to find a better way to empty your cup so you can fill it again. Cause ain't nobody got no bodily fluid worth your motherfucking attitude or to be denigrated. Cause your ass ready to go home from work, nigga. Fuck you, bitch. I hope you. I hope you work a 24-hour shift for three months straight, crackhead ass, losing, anti-working, lazy motherfucking ass, bitch. Alrighty, so um, I don't know if you're familiar with a comedian goes by the name of Matt Rife, but he recently came under fire from you know all angles because of a joke he made about to some six-year-old about his mom being an OnlyFans star or whatever. And I don't know where I got the, 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 the start time clock that, but, you know, he says something to the effect that it's a class, it's a, it's a, it's a modern twist on a classic joke, which it is. Like, your mom's a whore. Like, if your mama jokes ain't the oldest form of comedy, I don't, I don't know what the fuck is. Like, it is a modern twist on the, the fundamental insult. Like, even in action movies, uh, uh, you, you, did you know you were a son of a bitch? <laughs> you know, oh yeah, I fucked your mother before. I, da, 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 da. Like it's always been, it, it, it's classic. So I get what I guess because it got said to a six-year-old. Now we should like give a shit. Like I'm, I'm confused. I, I don't really. I'm not the type of person or dad or whatever who's gonna be like oh those mean kids are so they shouldn't be talking about you i'm like my motherfucker you better learn some jokes and you better learn how to roast motherfuckers for real you better figure out your class sense of humor 
And if a motherfucker try you, I'm not saying be the class clown, but if one of these little knuckleheads try you, since you better go, wow, flame they ass. Nigga, you better learn how to go in. That's part of being a kid. You got to learn how to stay on your ground, nigga. I ain't going to come up. You think I'm about to come up, leave my job, come up there and bail you out because some kids make it funny? Oh, well, tough shit, homie. Figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. That ain't my duty to, to bail you out. Every little spat you get in, nigga, you better learn how to flame. That's on you, buddy. So we're going to listen to a little Dr. Jordan Peterson, the great, the one, the only. Sat down and interviewed uh, Matt Reif after this incident. And uh, we're going to do some listening, do a little bit of commentary, and then close out in great fashion. So let's pull this shit up. There we go. I've noticed repeatedly, because I've gone through repeated attempts to cancel, Uh is that it is can be quite an intense experience when it, in the immediate aftermath of its occurrence. And that's somewhat off-putting and destabilizing because you don't exactly know how far out it's going to spread or mm. what the consequences would be. But if you didn't do anything wrong and you don't apologize, or maybe you make light of it in some creative way, then the probability that it will turn around and flip in your direction if you can tolerate the weight is extremely high. And I don't think that part of the reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't think that people who are in the throes of being canceled understand this. Because mm-hmm. you can imagine historically, if an angry mob of your neighbors showed up on your doorstep with pitchforks and flames, and there was like 40 of them, it would probably be a good time to think, these people wouldn't have gone to all that time and effort in all likelihood had I not done something wrong, mm-hmm. right? But now you can whip up a Twitter mob in no time whatsoever, yes. at no, with no effort, at no cost to yourself and probably some benefit. And so your instinctual responses to being mobbed are wrong. Yeah, because right? so, it, doesn't, it doesn't translate to the real world. Right, right. I just right. walked through two very packed airports and did nothing but take like 45 pictures. Right. Nothing but a positive response. You, right. you Have you had any negative responses? You said you had no negative responses to anything you've ever said so far At when you're actually show? on stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Never. out in the actual world? Not once. Never once has somebody come up to me and said, hey, I didn't like the thing you said. Because that kind of social... I don't know if you want to call it a mixture of social awareness and accountability doesn't translate to the real world. People know... It also takes a lot of gall to do that. eh? You come up to someone and say, you know that thing you said, even though you don't know who they are? Imagine you see a street performer, right? They're playing violin on on a street corner. They've got their case out with cash, right? Say you hate violin. Violin drives you nuts. Maybe he's not even good at, at playing violin. What do you do? You keep walking, right? No sane, decent human being stops and goes, you're fucking awful, dude. Kill yourself. What are you doing out here? You're making my life miserable until I just look a different direction. That's an insane thing to do. And most people know not to to do that. But obviously the internet creates this, this, this is what I would believe to be false confidence. And, and believing that they're safe behind this imaginary source of social media, that they don't face any repercussions yeah. because their profile picture is an anime character. Yeah. And that everything's a private profile. There's no consequence That's for right. saying what they say. Yeah. There's no the consequence for leveling an accusation. Oh, yeah, it's course. really bad. Yeah, versus the real world, if you come up to me, I can have an intellectual conversation with you as yeah. to why I disagree joke. with you. Yes, or or I could smack the shit out right, of you. Right, right. That right, is also right. a consequence right, that right. Is, is viable. Yeah. And that doesn't weigh on anybody on the internet. So it's easier for people to talk shit on there versus the real world where people actually aren't even bothered. And also, I had had to figure, most of these people who talk shit on the internet and actively try to cancel people and have no life, they're not out in the real world. They're in their house doing Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they've got, they definitely have the mentality of, like, mean girl high school bullies. Yeah. Right? We're going to shame, we're going to reputation. Yeah, so they make some really good points, some some real good points. Um, to touch back on him talking about like if you can withstand the cancel, like when you get canceled, 
I know alone in all the episodes I've made, I've said so much cancer-worthy shit. I'd be amazed if this shit ever leaves the ground. I would be... <laughs> I would be dumbfounded beyond belief if this thing... Like, I don't really put on an act for this shit. You know, like if you see me in person, I'm going to say the same shit I said on this show. Because this ain't no act. This is how I really think. This is how my mind works. I come up with all of this shit. I find I find my talking points. Like, ain't nobody writing shit for me. A lot of my shit I do off the cuff, nigga. Because this, this is how I am. This ain't no act. You can scan through all my shit, nigga. It's consistent as fuck. So... I couldn't imagine getting canceled. I would certainly be the type of, like, I don't mind being an average person. I don't mind going to work. I don't mind, like, just, you know, not living a mediocre life, but, like, taking good care of my body, like, traveling the world, going places. Like, all shit I've done and do as a regular guy. Like, my life ain't going to suck. My life ain't going down the tubes. None as a result of how some, you know, some old cancel people think i'm racist or okay well if you got the balls to ever sit down and talk with me you like you will learn for yourself that i'm just a person with a perspective and you know and i've done i don't talk about shit i don't know so that's on you you know another good point they just brought up is about how uh like the internet serves is kind of like this barrier for people to talk shit behind like people will talk shit on the internet with no hesitation because you know I got my anime picture up. Like, you don't know who the fuck I am. How could you possibly know who the fuck I am? I can make all these anonymous accounts and I can do all this extra shit. And you can't do anything unless you got like some hacking capabilities or you dox me or some shit like that. Or just like, if I'm ever doxed, like, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to be a gun owner. There, there will, there, if you try to come in my shit, you better throw some cocktails. You better have some hand grenades because you're going to get you going to get dropped. Like there's no there's no coming to my house. And like if you come to my house and you threaten my family or you threaten any of my guests, anybody on my premises, it's your life. You forfeit your life. It's that simple. I ain't asking no questions. I'm not lifting no dog tag like it's just that, you know. So you'd be best to stay in your Internet safe zone because like. I'm the type of nigga that's going to do that for mine. Like, it's not it's not a second thought. I'm not no violent, criminal, crookster-ass motherfucker. But I understand when it's time to get violent, violence is necessary. So ain't no point in getting... <laughs> ain't no point in getting worked up about it. Nigga, it's time to hurt people. It's time to fucking hurt people. That's how my mind works. Hey, I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lose no sleep knowing I just decapitated your ass. Because if I decapitated you, your ass was slated for decapitation. So... There's that. Um, I think, and like he said, how in the, uh, another another thing to touch on, how in the real world, he said nobody's ever approached him about that shit, like with some, with some hatred or some animus, like motherfuckers taking pictures with him in the airport and shit. He, you know, connecting with his fans and all that type of shit. Like, it's, it, it would seem as though the only outcome as a result of that shit has been positive. Like, it's just been positive things that have happened as a result. So, like, what? what? Patrice O'Neill was on Fox News, and this lady was just going on and on and on, this leftist tirade. Like, people are outraged about these Who are the people? Show me the people. Nobody's fucking outraged. This is just the... If you just see it on the news, you kind of don't have the time or the, or the resources to, like, deeply fact check everything they say so if the news mainstream media outlet says oh people are outraged then you just and they just show some stock footage of some motherfuckers just you know nothing up and shit you'd be like oh wow people are really mad about this joke a couple people sitting behind a desk oh i think that joke's reprehensible and anybody who says it like that's all you see so if you just base your whole image of that based off that little excerpt you go think people is outraged about some shit and you go ask them like Hey, did you hear that shit so-and-so said? He's like, fucking who? Nobody knows. No average, everyday motherfucker knows about this shit. Or it gives a goddamn. It's all meaningless. It's all stupid. All of it. All of it. Savage, we're going to exclude. Yeah, Those are all... Go ahead. Put so much energy in your life into thinking about me and how much you don't like me. What a waste of your yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, now you said, too, that when you posted your response to the criticisms, you posted something... 
I think that's wildly funny, by the way. <laughs> and so maybe you could explain that to the to the to this he particular crowd. But you too. also told me in the intervening time between the two podcasts that that wasn't a calculated response, that you relied on your instinct for what was funny. So explain what you did. So, so funny. You sound like a principal who my parents yeah. came here. Tell them what you did. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lay it out, man. But the principal actually loves it. This is perfect. Um, so now I have to convince my parents not to whoop my ass. Basically, this, this thing happened. There was an outrage over a joke that was wildly misperceived. And that's fine. You're allowed to like or not like a joke. Totally okay. And in response to that, I posted... Every, when you get canceled or, a, or somebody is upset about a joke you tell you're supposed to apologize. People want you to back down and shame you and, and recognize what you've done mm -hmm, wrong. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe I did anything wrong. And might I add to that, like, how narcissistic is that? Like, I did something that you don't like that's not really objectively harmful or bad in any way. It's just you didn't like it. Like, your chief, your chief gripe is that you didn't like it. Didn't cost you money, didn't affect your family. Like, you just didn't like what you heard. Now you think I owe you some kind of counter interaction as a result or like I'm not worth your time. Like, like the nerve of motherfuckers like that. Could you imagine? Like motherfucker just said, oh, you told a joke I don't like. Now you owe me an apology. Well, if you don't apologize, then fuck you. It's like, well, fuck me then. I don't owe you shit. I didn't do shit wrong. And if I did apologize, you wouldn't get one today. I'd be just sat and thought about what I did. Like, was I really, did I really pass up a better option to be a dick? Which I say about 30% of the time, the answer is yes. But you still only go get an apology from me like 2% of the time. I'm only going to apologize if I really intend to not have to say that again. Like When I apologize, there's no double and triple apologies. Like You're probably going to get one apology from me in my lifetime. Because somebody can always spin it like, you ain't sorry. You did it because that's what you meant at the time. I'm like, you know what? You're right. So fuck an apology. And fuck you too. Whatsoever. So it made me really feel like the people who were offended by this were, for lack of better words, and to be quite frank, weak-minded. So I posted a photo of me on stage, thought it was a good photo, with a link at the bottom of it. And the caption was saying, if I've ever offended you with a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. <laughs> and the link description oh, yeah, should have been wrong. a dead giveaway. It said, click to solve your issue. And when you click on the link, it redirected you to a, a, a store, That's an funny. online click store. That's funny. to solve your issue. That's funny. Very specific. Because it's a little ambiguous. Of course. Mm -hmm. And then you click on the link, and it redirects you to a, an online storefront for special needs helmets. I thought this was very funny. And again, misconstrued. People instinctually, again, people get triggered by subject matter than what the joke actually is. Everybody took that as I was making fun of special needs people. Mm -hmm. No. I don't have anything to say about no, special needs people. You're making fun of people claiming special needs for their emotional fragility inappropriately. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right, I'm right. saying and quite nicely. you need this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. way more than they do. Yeah, right. And the best part is, is that you yeah, clicked yeah. on it. You fucking That's idiot. Right. They could have special needs earplugs that they could wear to comedy shows. That you actually couldn't they hear the They filter out all the words. <laughs> yeah, all of them. It AI yeah. generates what they want great. to hear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that will happen so soon genius. enough. That's right. You'll be able to get an AI. Well, that's that's right. your, AI sensor. But that's what your that's technically what your algorithm is. Yeah, that's it right. It shows you what you want to see. It it it, yeah. it tells you what you want to hear. I was the night that uh, I was like the number one trending thing on Twitter, uh, like uh, night before last, I think it was. I texted my friend and I was like, yeesh. And he sent me a screenshot of his. I wasn't even top 25. He goes, This isn't. Nobody cares, dude. Right. It's right. in your circle because it's your profile. You're going to hear about it, obviously. But it's, it's not to the extent that people think. So, yes, I, I posted this misdirect of an apology, and it, it couldn't have went better. I was literally just sitting passenger, si passenger seat in a car ride with my friends, and I, I, was, I just thought it would be a funny thing to do. It took me no more than 45 seconds mm -hmm. to think of doing mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I, went, I go, hey, is this funny? Mm -hmm. And he cracked up laughing, and I went, nah, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also thought that most of the outrage was happening just on Twitter and TikTok. Like, Instagram's a far more personal app, I think. And so the fact that people even saw that and, and took it to other platforms, I thought was insane, but also proved my point even more that People who don't even like my comedy or have never even heard of me saw the outrage and my response to it and went, oh, that's actually funny. Right, right, so right. So it actually right. gained me a lot of fans. Because yeah. yeah, 
um clip him there. But yeah, to touch on that point, like you said, shit worked out in his favor. Like he didn't really do anything wrong. He did what comedians do. He made people fucking laugh. He told a joke. You were the butt of your own joke, which is doubly uh, infuriating for you lefties out there. And you fucking melted down. Like, that's on you, bro. That's totally on you. That ain't got shit to do with me. I'm not going to lose a minute of sleep. I'm not going to lose anything that I value or care about in this world because your ass didn't like the joke. That's totally on you, homie. That's your cross to bear. So bear it and leave me the fuck out of it. You know? I really don't need to hear that shit. I really don't care. That's that. And um, I think that was a, a a good way to sit there and dissect like this cancel culture and and how sensitive we've gotten over time. Like we've gotten so fucking sensitive. You can't you can't say you can't crack a joke. You can't talk about an ethnic group. Like the ethnic group you talk about might not even be mad about the joke. Like, somebody says nigger, and they be like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, what the fuck? Bro, I say nigga a thousand times a day. I'm black. I don't give a fuck about somebody's hard R. Like, there's no distinction for me because I don't give a fuck. I've been hearing white people say the word nigger as a pejorative and as a way to inflame me since I was 13 years old. That's almost 20 years, homie. I ain't tripping on that shit. I ain't tripping on no white people saying nigger. Or they got these these racist motherfuckers don't even know me directly. Shit. They probably sit down and talk to me and I probably we probably chop it up and smoke a cigar. And they give me a, a, a fucking a noose as a fucking parting gift. We all laugh about that shit. Like, what the fuck? I, whatever, nigga. I'm walking out alive, like I'm not tripping. Cause I don't know understand I'd rather understand these motherfuckers. I'd rather understand like where does this fucking shit, you know, I'd be the nigga walking in talking about, yes, I have questions. You know, if y'all can agree to not kill me for an hour, I promise I just want to ask y'all some questions to get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm just curious. You know, it's this story. I forget. If you look it up, it's this black dude who went into the KKK and, like, asked about him, ended up joining that shit. He was the one black dude that was allowed in that bitch. And then end up the dude that he met that got him into the KKK ended up leaving the KKK fucking with this black dude. Shit was wild. I forget. I I need to look into that. If I find that shit, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be something up. Uh, put that in a second. That shit got it. That got it. They got, we gotta tell that story. But yeah. Um. So yeah. That's that. That's it. I'm cutting out the little shit where this that you know that's the show. Thanks for watching. I appreciate the shit out of y'all. Until next time. I'll hop. Peace. I gotta stop saying peace, man. That shit's so lame.